Hello, and welcome to the SparkleTac Time Capsule, a weekly glance back at the weird and wonderful happenings that have made San Francisco, San Francisco. In 1921, the cornerstone of the Palace of the Legion of Honor Museum is laid. But what was underneath? It's the third week of February, 2009. February 19th, 1921. On this date, the cornerstone for San Francisco's spectacular Palace of the Legion of Honor Museum was levered into place. The museum was to be a vehicle for the cultural pretensions of the notorious Alma Spreckles. This social-climbing dynamo envisioned her museum as a far western outpost of French art and culture. Drawing on the vast fortune of her husband, Sugar Baron Adolf Spreckles, she constructed a replica of the Parisian Palace of the Legion of Honor out at Land's End. Alma would stock the place with art treasures from her own vast collection, including one of the finest assemblages of Rodin sculpture on the planet. I've already talked myself hoarse on the subject of Alma Spreckles' rags-to-riches clamber up the social slopes of Pacific Heights, but what's really interesting me today is not what's inside her museum, but what lay underneath that cornerstone in 1921. As Alma recognized, the site is just spectacular, one of my favorite spots in all of San Francisco. The circular parking lot out front, overlooking the Lincoln Park Golf Course, offers a sweepingly dramatic view of the city skyline, and the winding road leading down toward Seacliff is a wonderful spot from which to admire the Golden Gate. But there's something else about the site of that museum that makes it a bit... unusual. It's located smack dab in the center of what was once the largest cemetery in San Francisco. The Golden Gate Cemetery was established out at Land's End in 1868 as a final resting place for a rainbow of ethnic groups and fraternal orders. The largest section, though, was a potter's field, a dumping ground for San Francisco's indigent population, people too poor to afford a proper burial. By the turn of the century, as the city grew westward, it became clear that this land was just too good to waste on dead people. In 1909, the land was repurposed as part of the new Lincoln Park, and construction of the golf course began. Sure, the city requested that the various groups, associations, and orders connected with the graveyards dig up their bodies and ship them to the vast new cemeteries down in Colma, and many of them did. But who would be responsible for the abandoned denizens of that lowly potter's field? Exactly. Construction crews simply knocked down the gravestones and scraped all evidence of the cemetery away, leaving the corpses moldering beneath the surface. By the time the cornerstone of the Legion of Honor Museum was laid in 1921, there was no evidence that a cemetery had ever existed. Fast forward 62 years. In 1993, the museum launched an expansion and renovation project, and guess what they uncovered? Right under the courtyard, right beneath Rodin's massive bronze sculpture of the thinker, workmen revealed the remains of 300 bodies. As was to be expected, most of the bones were of poor old men interred in the last years of the 19th century. But the remainder were much, much older, dating all the way back to the days when San Francisco was still known as Yerba Buena. If you've heard the SparkleTag podcast called Moving the Dead, you already know something about how the bodies of hundreds of 49ers were shuffled from graveyard to graveyard as San Francisco grew, finally shoved out here to the city's far western margin. 
After workmen stumbled on the first of the coffins, an archaeological team was called in. They uncovered a minor historical treasure trove, rivets from ancient Levi's jeans, rosaries still wrapped in bony fingers, the remains of handmade dentures, and even a withered heart in a small tin box. A map detailing each body's location is online at sfgenealogy.com. The scientists had access only to the land underneath the museum's courtyard and begged to be allowed to make a more extensive dig. But with an eye on costs and renovation deadlines, officials refused. Between 1868 and about 1890, 11,000 bodies had been buried in the land underneath Lincoln Park, and just 300 were recovered. Are there still mortal remains lying beneath the museum, the golf course, and your feet as you take in that gorgeous view? <laughs> you do the math. It's unclear just how much Alma Spreckles knew about the haunted history of Land's End when she picked the site. But perhaps the ghosts are what prompted her to attempt her own minor addition to the underground population. In a vain attempt to sneak around the 1903 ordinance forbidding burials within the city limits, Alma ordered her architect to construct a secret burial chamber in the walls of the museum with space for both her and Adolf. The Spreckles were eventually buried, but not in the museum. The story was sniffed out by newspaper men who thwarted Alma's plans and caused a scandal. The thousands of bodies left beneath Lincoln Park should have ended up down in the cemeteries of Colma. Instead, Colma would be the final resting place for Alma and Adolf Spreckles. That's the report for the third week of February, 2009. Tune in again next Monday for another time capsule dredged up from the kaleidoscopic depths of San Francisco history. If you've ever had chills run down your spine as you walked around Land's End, leave a comment at the SparkleTech blog. Thanks for listening. Till next time.